0: if you're a tennis fan you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the bet rivers network whether you're a better or just love tennis you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar subscribe to game bet match today from your favorite podcast provider you're listening to the danny Mac podcast on the bet rivers network and at last the calendar will say september when we all wake up on friday morning Thanks for giving me some time today. I'm Dan McNeil, and I am excited about the onset of the NFL season. Week one of college football this weekend after the exciting week zero. Love me some week zero. The ball goes in the air Thursday night. The defending champion Chiefs at home against the Detroit Lions. The pick. The favorite in the NFC North. Man, am I glad it's here. It's one of the greatest months on the calendar. Baseball is getting heated up. Locally, that means something this year. We expected that back in spring training, we just didn't think it would come from the Cubs. We thought it would be from the other side. So glad you're with me today on the Bet Rivers Danny Mac podcast. Get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. You can win up to ten thousand dollars, ten grand in bonus money. Bet ten dollars in same game parlays on any game with the Squares icon to earn a square. Download that app. Install your Bet Rivers app if you haven't done so already. Get it warmed up. You don't want to be standing on shore when the ship is out to sea this coming Thursday night. I want to get to fantasy football in just a little bit because I have some thoughts I've yet to express Um This this month and it's fantasy football season. I know not all of you who listen to the podcast play. I will address you. I will address you, too. I promise you that you are foremost on my mind because I'm sure you get sick of us. Sixty two year old dorks, in my case, who want to have a fantasy football team. Christ, why don't I just put a poster on the wall of Cole Komet, the Bears tight end who I drafted at 4 o'clock this morning. Uh, That's right. You can draft overnight in one of the leagues I'm participating in. But I'll get to fantasy football a little bit later on, and I'll get to what's going on with the Bears as the offensive line continues to be a work in progress as they get ready for Jordan Love and the Packers a week from Sunday at Soldier Field. The lead today is David Ross's Chicago Cubs who punched out the Brewers in exciting fashion as they played the rubber game, baseball lingo eh, coming that we didn't think we'd have much of that with the Cubs on this point in the calendar, but in the rubber game of the series after the Cubs ended the Brewers win streak Tuesday in exciting fashion behind Justin Steele. Give him a fourth or a fifth place vote for National League side, please. Maybe even more than that. I'll have to take a look in another four weeks because we got four weeks of meaningful baseball left to go. But the Cubs beat the Brewers Tuesday, and uh, then they get him in the matinee to close it up yesterday afternoon. And it was dramatic. It was playoff type baseball, not a packed house at Wrigley Field. School is back in session everywhere, and it's a matinee. Attendance is up in baseball this year, by the way. 9% the attendance is up in baseball, and game time has been reduced by 25 minutes. Yes, the pitch clock is working, and it's been more fun, and nothing more fun than seeing your team beat a divisional opponent. It's chasing, and that's the case with the Cubs' 3-2 win over the Brewers on Wednesday. Kyle Hendricks got the start. He gave him a a real decent effort yesterday. He has been on the ropes often, early in games of late. He had a really nice six or seven start stretch once he finally joined the ball club after spending most of the early part of the season on the IR. And uh, IL, I'm sorry, injured list, IR, Uh, just call it the DL. Can we go back to the DL please with a lower body injury? Or is that too hockey for you? It is too hockey, but, uh, there was great defense played in that game yesterday afternoon and Nico Horner, man, your, uh, your shrimp cocktail is on the house. Let me buy you and your party. A bottle of fine wine because uh, I don't know why I picked out shrimp cocktail. Perhaps because that's what's on the menu Saturday for college football week one for me. But uh, the diving catch he made up the middle late in the ball game to preserve the victory. It's a tie game if that squeaks through. And it was hit like a bullet. And he came up with it. And he came up throwing. And he one-hopped at the first base. But it was a bullet. He made an outstanding exchange from glove hand to throwing hand. Watch the highlight and tell me if you don't, hey, the macker, breaking down uh, fundamentals. Yeah, I watched it, and I understand what that transfer means on a bang-bang play, and it was terrific. The Cubs turned a beautiful double play yesterday as well. Run prevention. That's one of the things that Theo Epstein preached when he came in several years ago, the sabermetrician that he was. And uh, it just makes sense, whatever you want to call it and whatever your stance is on baseball math. I'm not as much of a fan of it as so many others are. A lot of things are valuable about it. I think it's more valuable to the teams and to the players than it is for you fans of the game. Unless, you know, you're a scout for the Cubs or the White Sox, and you listen to the Danny Mack podcast. And I want to let you know, too, if you're a member of the Cubs or the White Sox, that you can get extra value this football season with BetRivers Squares. You should do that. Uh, NFL players don't do it at the facility. I'm sorry. I'm kind of all over the map because I'm I'm just excited about the quality of the game yesterday and the offense provided by Ian Happ to get the Cubs started. So many Cubs fans were upset with Ross in recent weeks for not demoting the popular left fielder. He proved Ross right. He's he's had it going lately. I mean that 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 banger off the wall that plated only one run because it was hit so hard, Cody Bellinger was held up at third. You get one run out of that, but uh that's clutch. And he was clutch in the game Tuesday offensively. Coming through when there's runners in scoring position. Such a novel concept for all of you baseball mathies. And uh, it was a terrific win. And Al to close it in exciting fashion. Yes, I'm gushing. It's not overstating it to tell you today. The baseball angel sat on my shoulder watching the Cubs and Brewers even though I'm not an over-the-top Cubs fan. I'm a fan of good competition, and the differential now is three games between the two in the National League Central, and they'll close the year head-to-head. Tomorrow the Cubs go to Cincinnati for a pair, a chance to crawl even closer given a sweep of the Reds at Great American Ballpark. And a Philadelphia victory over Milwaukee. That's in in Milwaukee. Uh, Zach Wheeler against Freddie Peralta. For those of you scoreboard watching, it uh, probably favors the Brewers in that matchup. But Gordon Wicks, Jordan Wicks, sorry, who was so amazing in his in his major league debut, recovering from a bumpy start striking out 9 over 5 innings he got 15 straight batters out in his debut some said it was premature to give the kid the opportunity he doesn't have a, he didn't have a lot of triple a experience man he's a double a pitcher just and here he comes desperate times with the cubs Marcus Stroman shelved likely for the rest of the year, and maybe he's we've seen the last of him as a Cub. I don't know. But Jordan Wicks goes tomorrow in the first game of the doubleheader. You like having a guy take the mound in a meaningful game with a whip of 0.60. That's where Wicks is in his one major league start. Graham Ashcraft, great Spiegel name, Graham Ashcraft, will do the pitching for the reds in the opener second game is supposed to start at five 40 Chicago time pitchers have not been announced as of when I sat down to do this recording and uh again Philly with Milwaukee Cubs have an opportunity tomorrow sweep them give the Phillies a win Bryce Harper 300 last night in his career he's crushed it too he's a monster um Cubs could be a game and a half behind the Brewers going into Saturday's action. This is exciting. This is unexpected. These are the teams that capture your heart. When your expectations were just be competitive, or your expectation is they're going to suck, because a lot of people felt that would be the case with the Cubs this year. One White Sox nugget, and I'll shift gears toward football. Luis Robert of the White Sox, the only player worth paying for a ticket to see. Hit his 35th home run of the year last night as the Sox punched out the Orioles. I think the final was 10 to 5. Uh, Homer number 35 for Robert Jr. or uh, Jim Rose, the now retired Jim Rose, Luis Robert. He once called Rick Tockett, Rick Toshe. He's the sixth outfielder, is Robert, not Jim Rose, to, uh, to hit 35 home runs in a season. For the White Sox, the sixth outfielder in franchise history to hit 35 bombs in a year. Can you tell me who was the last? I'll give you the year because, you know, it's not as far back as Ron Kittle, who hit exactly 35 in his rookie season of 1983. That's how you win an NL MVP, 35 and 100. Nice numbers. I think that's on the button. For kitty cat. Oh, a little swirsk there unintentionally. Oh, the button. Zero 08 was the year. There's your clue. He did it in zero 08. Last White Sox outfielder hit 35 home runs in a season was Carlos Quentin. <laughs> I can't remember the character I referred to him. It was from Dances with Wolves. It wasn't wind in his hair. That was the uh, the actor I played by a guy who died a few years ago, and uh, I remember the Gridiron Assassin and I exchanging some funny thoughts on that. Wind in his hair was my name for Carlos Zambrano. Carlos Quentin. can't remember which. Oh, was he was he the Indian in Forty Eight Hours who helped James Remar escape when Remar was on a change gang? Was that who he was? I don't know. I'm sure I'll get help. And if you want to help me with this, guess what? Here's some news. You can email me directly now for the podcast exclusively, DannyMaxShow at gmail.com. No more messing around on social media. Shoot me an email with your comments on the podcast, your questions, whatever they're about. I appreciate it. And it's way too long since I got off my ass and did this. Danny Mac Show, at gmail.com. I will get to some of your questions and comments next week. And if you can tell me what I called Carlos Quentin in zero eight, remind me. <laughs> Cause I can't remember Carlos Quentin, the man who in a temper tantrum busted his wrist, slamming his bat on home plate after he failed. Baseball is a game of failure. Football is a game of delicious contact and, uh, intent to, uh, to do evil things to your opponent. And, uh, you know, we all sit back and we enjoy it. Someone else's kids out there. Not necessarily mine. Football is next. I'm Dan McNeil, and you're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe if you've not done so already. You can do it anywhere you get your podcast and tell a friend the Macker isn't done sharing his deep sports thoughts with you. You can find me twice a week. Typically on Monday late mornings we drop. And then again later in the week on Thursday, I'm Dan McNeil, and I am not finished saying things about stuff. The NFL season is upon us, and there is enormous excitement over the Bears. There has been basically since they got the number one pick on that final weekend of the season when Lovey Smith did the Bears a favor and beat Indianapolis. So the Texans, and Lovey knew he was getting canned. That's why he did it. The Texans then dropped from the top pick to the number two pick and the Bears slide up at three and 14 to get the number one. Everybody's been jacked since then. Jordan Love's era begins for the Packers. It is going to be uh, an exciting time uh, for Bears fans and for Packers fans, too, who approach this with enormous trepidation. And uh, next week, I want to revisit a conversation I had with veteran Packers announcer Wayne Larravee. We'll do that either on Monday's show or on Thursday's show, and you could get three of them next week. That's how I celebrate a week when I'm treating myself to a surgery. I want to do three podcasts instead of two. That's my idea of surgery prep. Get my mind off of it. So anyway, that's coming up next week. Again, welcoming your commentary, Danny Mac Show at gmail.com. Here's the thing about fantasy football I want to share with you. And if you don't play it, don't punch the button right now. Hear me out because I want to comment on how it's sort of uh, – not sort of. It is injured sports radio in many regards because so many people don't give a shit. And there's an estimate by fantasy football advocates like my guy Paul Charchian from guillotineleagues.com and KFan in Minneapolis, a guy I've used as a contributor dating back to 09. Took a while to figure out how to use him and not turn off people who aren't fans of fantasy football. But I understand why you would flag on it. And that's uh, kind of a British term for not interested. Flag meaning drift away. Um, first heard Mick Jagger say that many years ago. And belated happy 80th to Mick in case I missed it at the end of last month. Fantasy football conversation. Never should with with callers in particular. Never should exceed a disc, you know more than ten seconds of time for a question. The only way to do it that I thought ever made sense was give me an either or, and the two hosts and maybe their guest expert in the case of my shows with Spiegel and Parkins, uh, Paul Charchian. I give you, you know, which is your toughest decision? Don't say I've got these five running backs and I need three. Get the f off my air with that nonsense. And know when your guys are on by. Nothing worse than a poorly screened telephone call, and that it gets to the air, or a guy just you know he he throws a curveball, didn't tell the producer what he's going to ask, and doesn't know his his own guys, or whether they're hurt. That's, that's bad. We try to make it football first. That's the only way to make it really interesting. I think is to make it football first. For example, Bears and Packers. A lot of discussion about Jordan. I'm I'm sorry, not Jordan love Justin Fields. The passer as a runner, we've seen what he can do based on matchups this weekend and expectations uh, based on health. Where would you rank Justin Fields this week, in week or next week? next Week one of the NFL season, where is he on your depth chart for the week? Maybe he's very, very high. Maybe he's higher than Josh Allen, who opens up against the Jets. So it gets non-football fans or non-fantasy fans their football conversation without being dorkified and just too many words devoted to stuff that doesn't matter locally. If it involves the bears, if it involves the big names in the game and their health, I think a lot of people are interested in players on the injury report. That's a good thing to do with your guests, but it can be very cumbersome. And I plan on talking very, very little about fantasy football on the Danny Mac podcast, unless instructed otherwise by the big boss man, baby Capone, Adam Delavitt. If he tells me to do fantasy, I'll do fantasy. Uh, a lot of that has to do with player props in a given week, too. So there would be your pan fantasy uh, payoff there for those of you who are on our weekly props. And if you're not, you're missing out on all the best sports investing has to offer. I've seen fantasy football really get stupid. It's I've seen it terminate friendships. The first league in which I participated, the early score fans, scoreheads as they were called, formed a league, not the League of Nations. Uh that was Wilson, wasn't it? Who formed the League of Nations? Um I think in ninety-two or ninety-three was the first year of the league. And there's a, you know, an iteration of it that still exists. But the scoreheads originally were eight teams in the league, and it had a scoring system that is still similar, still similar to what we're using today. But the argument was over an increased price for free agents. We had unlimited free agency in that league. And The commissioner thought it violated the spirit of competition to constantly be churning over your roster and picking guys up for just a buck. You make 40 transactions before the second week of the season. We already, this was the feeling of the commissioner, you already have the benefit of unlimited free agency. Leagues don't have that typically. And you want to do it for just a buck. So he raised the price to two bucks. And that terminated a friendship. <laughs> Guys who skate on money and never pay. Commissioners who take everybody's money and never pay out because they have a drug habit or a gambling habit. It's, it, it has the potential for hideous things. Arguments among grown men. I choose not to participate in that. I enjoy the seven other guys uh, I share a league with. Any names you would know? Yeah, Danny Parkins, the Scores Afternoon Show host. He's been in the league since he and I started working together back in 2018, his first year. He's very good. The only reason he stays in the league is because he poaches off of the fish in the room. And there are fish. I often am a fish. I I had, I had missed the playoffs last year. I think I missed the playoffs, um, which is a different format than many. But Parkins feasts on the room. Uh, if you saw Molly's game, he's bad Brad. Uh, he takes advantage of guys like bad Brad Marion, the guy who was running the Ponzi scheme and lost 100K every week at the big shooters game. Jessica Chastain was outstanding in Molly's Game. If you, if you like cards or movies about cards or movies about the addiction of gambling and other aberrant behaviors, mob activity, give Molly's Game a spin. I'm all over the map again because I'm just excited about so many things going on. And fantasy football is just... I'm going to a draft in the northern suburbs this coming Tuesday. I do not intend to bore you with the details of of my roster. As a player gets in the news, maybe I'll occasionally reference it, but I don't plan on giving you a ton of it. And please, if you participate in fantasy football, don't, don't wreck a friendship over it. Take a deep breath before you send that FU email to your best buddy or to a guy you've known for 15 years or longer and your friends. Don't do that. Just say no to fighting over fantasy effing football. Thanks for giving me some time on the Danny Mac podcast. I'll do at least a couple of them next week. Have a great weekend. Adam Delavitt at Bet Rivers. Thank you. Uh, The executive producer of the show is Sam Michael, uh, assisted by our guys, Troy Mocker, who handles all the, Research and gives me good information on where the money's going throughout the football season, which plays have the biggest handles, et cetera, et cetera. Thanks to Troy, Randy Merkin, and Alex Pastor, also coordinating producers for the Danny Mac Podcast. And, again, shoot me a a message, shoot me a comment or a question at Danny Mac Show. That's the email address, Danny Show at gmail.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bett Rivers Network.